Broadcasting from the campus of Loyola University, it's 88.7 WLUW, Chicago Sound Alliance. Thank you for joining me every Sunday morning at 11 here on 88.7 FM WLUW. Got an hour uninterrupted of your favorite small town kid. Go to the Loyola Phoenix, Nick Schultz. I know Sister Jean pretty well. I think he's the sports editor. There. He is. Right. He's a sports he's editor. Yeah. Sports good, columnist, sports writer. And, uh, and there's a, there's... I'd be lying if I said I wasn't watching baseball in class. Nick Schultz, who is a, a rising star in the profession. Our guy, Nick Schultz, covers oil for the student newspaper there, the oil of Phoenix. I have to keep pinching myself <laughs> and asking if this is real. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm a poor, starving college student, so I would say I was physically here, but I wouldn't say I was mentally here. Welcome into this week's Missouri Valley Live. Again, this is a new software here. We're going to work out some kinks. But I'm your host, Nick Schultz of WLUW Radio and the Off the Inbound blog. Another busy week of Valley Hoops in the books. And the story of the week is Drake is now ranked. Number 25, Drake. And Loyola is number 28 in the polls. Uh, They received 52 votes. Let's go around the Missouri Valley for this week because we had two games or two series, two days of games the last couple days. Let's see what we can pull up here. I'm kind of all over the place now that I know this thing isn't exactly working the greatest. So, like I said, bear with me. Again, this will be available as a podcast too. If you miss anything, feel free to comment any thoughts. I'll be reading comments throughout the broadcast. And... Again, I'm a big, I'm driving the Drake hype train. I'm also driving the Loyola Chicago hype train because those two teams are the top two teams in the league. And as Todd Hefferman at the Southern Illinoisan tweeted today, or Southern Illinoisan, the Southern newspaper, uh, he tweeted that it's basically Loyola and Drake and everybody else. And you saw that this weekend, even though Illinois State took Drake to overtime, which I thought was a big surprise in more ways than one. Um, I didn't think Illinois State was going to come close to beating Drake, let alone go to overtime and almost send it to double overtime, which I thought was really impressive by the Redbirds. Let's see what we've got once this once my computer starts working. I'm having some technical difficulties tonight, obviously. Here we go. For, so for yesterday's game, this is Sunday, January 31st. Loyola over Missouri State, that was pure domination, 72-46. Drake again over Illinois State in overtime, 78-76 in Des Moines. Evansville over Valparaiso, 70-52. Indiana State beat Bradley, 60-57. And Southern Illinois beat Northern Iowa, 71-68 in the second game of that series. And today, Loyola again dominated Missouri State, 70-50. Drake just rolled past Illinois State, 95-60. Indiana State over Bradley, 67-55. And Evansville comes back from 16 points down. To beat Valpo 58-51. to That's your slate of games for this weekend. Again, I'll read some comments here in a little bit. But like I said, Drake is ranked. Number 25, Drake has a great ring to it. We've been waiting all year for this. It finally happened. 
And I was wondering how that would work after yesterday's game against Illinois State. It went to overtime, wasn't sure Drake was going to win. That shot by Illinois State in overtime that would have sent it to double, barely missed, wasn't quite sure how Drake was going to respond today. But I was really impressed that they, I mean, they rolled past ISU. And again, Loyola, number 28 team in the league, at 50, or in the league, in the country, 52 votes in the AP poll. Seth Davis at The Athletic and CBS Sports actually voted Loyola over Drake, which I thought was interesting. I know some people on Twitter were talking about how maybe that's not a wrong choice. And I mean, I agree. I wouldn't, I'm not saying it's wrong by any means. I'm just saying it's interesting. And what I mean by that is you've heard, I've been on the rank Drake train all year. Loyola's had a couple losses. They lost to obviously to Wisconsin. They lost to Richmond. The loss to Indiana State didn't exactly help their cause at all. So Loyola over Drake from Seth was, again, an interesting choice. I wouldn't say it's a wrong choice, but obviously Drake now in, now entering the rankings. And now as we talk about the positives, we got to talk about the negatives. Bradley. Losers of six straight games, first time since 2016-2017 when the Braves went 7-11. and Bradley now 3-7 and in Valley play. I've said all year that Loyola, Drake, and Bradley were the top three teams in the league. Going to have to shift my tiers a little bit because I had, I had three tiers in the league. I still do, and I'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. I want to hear your thoughts on it as well. Two-bid league. That's the big question surrounding the Missouri Valley this year. Will it be a two-bid league? I have been very vocal in saying it probably won't be. I'm trying not to get my hopes up about it. I just remember vividly when Illinois State got the shaft in 16-17, and they were one seed in the NIT when they should have been in the NCAA tournament. I just remember it vividly. And I'm hesitant to say the Valley will be a two-bid league. But let's look at the metrics. In the net rankings entering today, Drake was number 13, Loyola was number 16. Those are going to be your two teams barring the unforeseen at Arch Madness. Those are going to be the two teams we're talking about here for argument's sake. That's in the net. Ken Palm, Loyola was number 16. Drake was number 61. And I'm not sure how that changed after the games today, but that's where they entered. The only way I see a two-bid Missouri Valley is if Drake and Loyola meet in the Arch Madness Championship. That said, I have a caveat. Whichever team sweeps the regular season series between the two, it's got to be a sweep, loses the championship game. That's the only way it happens. So if Loyola sweeps Drake February 13th and 14th and loses to Drake in the Arch Madness Championship, Loyola would get the at-large. And going the other way, if Drake wins and loses an Arch Madness to Loyola, Drake gets the at-large. That's the only way I see this. I mean, I try, I try to be a realist. I'm a fan. I'm pulling for the Valley to be a two-bid league, but I'm a realist. I'm wary of the selection committee. That's my prediction. I know my buddy Ryan Kronberg just chimed in saying absolutely two-bid league. I want it to be. I really do. I'm pulling for it. I love a two-bid Valley. We haven't had a two-bid Valley in a while. I'm not confident. And maybe I'm being too pessimistic. Everyone knows my views on the selection committee. I'm just not a fan. That's where I'm at with it. Connor, Connor Ferguson chimes in, setting me up to be very sad at some point in this hypothetical. Yeah, sorry, bud. I really didn't mean to. <laughs> but it, I mean, I'm a real, I'm a realist. I try to shoot straight. I really, I don't try to cover my opinions. I don't try to sugarcoat. I'm telling you where I'm coming from. That's the only, the only way I see it happening, is 
one of these teams has to sweep the season series and lose at Arch Madness to the other team in the championship. It's just that's where I'm at. It's complicated. It is a complicated scenario for how that happens. But that's just the nature of where we're at. And I mean, I'm sad about it too. But it's just the nature of the league, the nature of NCAA basketball. I don't know how else to say it. Blur's winning Natty this year. That's from my guy Mike Watson. Mike, come on, man. I mean, I know everybody. I know they were close to making the national championship in 2018 against Michigan and Mo Wagner, who I saw on my TV yesterday and kind of cringe a little bit. But yeah, I, I, I appreciate the sentiment. Josh Betts chimes in. Indiana State playing well, also six straight wins. Yeah, Indiana State's a little underrated now. Little under flying under the radar. Greg Lansing's team is. They're uh, they're an interesting team because remember they beat Loyola, they beat Loyola, and again six straight wins. They're jumping up. They're moving up. I I told I said I'm switching my tiers around a little bit. Like I'm moving, like my my three tiers for the league. I'm going to get to that in just a second, but Indiana State's not quite there. They're not quite to where I want to say they're a top three team. That's why my new tiers, Loyola and Drake, top two. That's it. It's, I mean, they're, if Indiana State can maybe move up there eventually, but as we sit here now on what, what day is today? February 1st, it's February, at 9.07 p.m. Central Time, I'm inclined to say it's just Loyola and Drake at the top. Then, three through nine, Everybody but Illinois State. That's just who I have. I know Illinois State took Drake down to the wire. They're too up and down for me. I, I think they're still the. I think they're still barely the number ten team. Everyone else is three through nine. I think Indiana State's on the top half of that. I think you can. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think Evansville's toward the top half of that. It's a weird year in the league. We knew that going in. It's COVID year, obviously everything else is going to be weird. But I said at the beginning there'd be a lot of parity. Prepare yourselves. We're seeing that parity now. I think Loyola and Drake are starting to get some separation. Not a lot. I think they're just getting enough to make to make some noise. They're getting a little bit of separation here. But yeah, Indiana State's got to be in the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean six straight wins doesn't that that doesn't happen a lot in this league. And for Greg, it's a good sign for Greg Lansing's team. And I really, I'm, I'm a big Jake LaRavia fan. I have been for the last year now. They could have something special there. And also, for the record, put Cooper Nice on the most improved team. I said that the last couple weeks. Put Cooper Nice on the most improved team. He has just been lights out all year. Another name who should be on the most improved team is Tom Welch. I keep saying it on Twitter, and I'll, I will continue to say it. He has taken a huge leap for Porter Moser this year. He is having a he's having a lot better year than I thought he would just because last year I don't he needed to find his footing last year and he did this year I think he just needed to get acclimated with the college game in a way I do want to look at the standings real quick in first place number twenty five Drake I just love saying number twenty five Drake because again I'm driving that hype train I am unabashedly driving that hype train and I know Connor I know Connor's on there with me he commented earlier Drake. 8-0, no, number 25 team in the country. Loyola is in second at 10-1. <laughs> you heard that right. Got to go based off winning percentage here. So Loyola is 10-1 in second place. So get, to put this in perspective before I get to the rest here, Drake's winning percentage is 1,000 because I haven't lost. Loyola's winning percentage is 909. 
Evansville is in third place with a 600 winning percentage at 6-4. and four. That shows you the gap. Evansville, I believe, if my math is correct here, is three and a half games back of Loyola for second place. That's enough separation to make a difference. Indiana State is in fourth at 7-5. and five. Let me see. Can I share my screen on here? I think I can, actually. So I can show you the standings. Here we go. So here are your standings for the Missouri Valley, according to ESPN. Let's do this. There we go. Let me see if I can move that over a little bit. Is this going to work? Again, this is all a work in progress. But basically, you can see... You can see how these are working here. Uh, that's the wrong way. There we go. There are your standings right here. And you can... Oh, are you kidding me? There we go. So these are your Missouri Valley standings. Sorry about the technical difficulties. I'm, I've never used this before, so this is all new to me, using this restream software to broadcast to you. But here are your standings. You can see winning percentage is telltale. I want to say these are updated. I hope these are updated. But this is what we've got so far tonight. But here, yeah, this is what we've got in the Missouri Valley. And you can see what I mean. Here's the separation. Loyola at 909, Evansville at 600. You've got your top two teams in Loyola and Drake. Illinois State is now in last place at 2-9. They're a game and a half back of Southern Illinois. Here's everybody else. Everybody else is separated by four games. If you go down to Southern Illinois at 2-6, and six, to Northern Iowa at 3-7, and seven, that is a three-game difference between third place and eighth place in the Missouri Valley. Let's stop sharing this. Go back here. So those are your standings. This is nifty that I can do that. Again, I apologize for the technical difficulties here. This is my first time ever using this software. But again, this is available as a podcast too. So for anyone listening on the podcast, I'm sorry you didn't get to see me try and figure out how to work my computer properly because that was a very interesting maneuver I had to do there. But we do need to talk about Evansville. Six and four? A, it's six more wins than I thought they'd have this year. And B, they just came back from a 16-point deficit tonight to beat Valpo. How about this Evansville team? Todd Licklider's got to be in conversation for Coach of the Year. Absolutely. And Josh Betts chimes in, my most improved team as of now. Nice, Welch, Newton, Cricky, who's the fifth? I don't know who the fifth would be. I really don't. I don't I've, I'll be honest. I haven't really put a lot of thought into the most improved team outside of, okay, Cooper Neese has taken a leap. Tom Welch has taken a leap. Ben Crickey's taken a leap. I haven't really put much thought into, like, who the five would be. Because, again, I don't have a vote this year. So I've got to adjust to that. But I'll probably put together, like, a mock ballot toward the end of the year. We'll see. But once I put more thought into it, maybe I'll get back to you for next week when I'm on here. But yeah, you've got to, you've definitely got to put Nice and Welch on there and Cricky. Ben Cricky's got to be on there too. And yeah, Todd Licklider, going back to what I was saying about Coach of the Year, Todd Licklider has to be at least in talks for Coach of the Year because they were picked last in the league. And now they're currently in third place. And I think Darren DeVries is your front runner because Drake was picked, what were they, eighth? In the preseason poll. Here they are now. Ranked for the first time since 2008. 
and leading the league, one of four undefeated teams left in college basketball. He's doing something special out in Des Moines. And it just sets up that pivotal series coming up February 13th and 14th. I am so incredibly excited for that series. Like, ridiculously excited. It's two weeks away, but I can't wait. I know there's a, there's a lot of basketball left in between. But Drake Loyola, that is going to be appointment viewing. I want to say that second game of that series, I will actually be at work that night. Because I do, I do bartend on Sunday nights. Yeah, Got to make a little extra money somehow. And I will make sure I have that game on. Because that's going to be game of the year, series of the year, probably. That's got that kind of potential. DeVries, Licklider, and Lansing would be my top three for coach of the year if I had a ballot from Josh Betts. Uh, yeah, Greg Lansing's got to be up there too. Again, I didn't really expect much out of Indiana State. That's why they're putting together this little streak here. Maybe they can get something going. Because what happens in St. Louis... It's which team has the momentum. If Indiana State can build some momentum here, they'll be in really good shape heading into, heading into Arch Madness in St. Louis. Because that's what it's all about. It's a momentum game. You've seen it with Bradley the last couple years. They had the momentum. Look what happened. They won back-to-back. Now, again, Bradley's struggling this year. I don't know if they, they should. I don't think they should have lost six in a row. I know they're com- they were coming off of COVID, so that's a big caveat here. You have to bring up that... They had, they had a COVID outbreak that shut them down. And these teams coming off of COVID, it's, it's tough to come back from. You've seen, it, you've seen it around college basketball, that coming back from COVID is tough. So Bradley is, has lost six in a row, three and seven in Valley play. Not great. There's still time left, though. There's eight games left to play for the Bradley Braves. And I want to say who – Almost everybody's played the 10 games except Drake and Southern Illinois. Actually, Illinois State's played 11 games, it looks like. So is Loyola. Indiana State's gotten 12 in. Doing some quick math here. But yeah, there's a lot of basketball left this year. So there's still time for Bradley. Putting a Drake-Loyola game on Daytona 500 Sunday is already giving me a heart attack. I, I didn't realize that, that Daytona 500 was on Valentine's Day. I don't really watch racing. That's from... Connor Ferguson. I I don't really watch NASCAR much, but I just usually I watch Daytona. That's the worst part. Like I'll usually watch the start of Daytona and maybe a little bit here and there throughout. But I I for some reason thought that was later in February. I didn't realize that was coming up on the same day. So big sports day on Valentine's Day. Luckily for me, I have no plans other than work. All right, I'm gonna wrap this up here pretty soon. We're coming up on 20 minutes, but I do want to look at the upcoming schedule. For the Missouri Valley, again, if you're just joining another wild week in the books, let's see what we have here. I'm going off of the ESPN schedule. I should probably go to the actual Valley site, given all the COVID cancellations that we've had, or cancellations, COVID postponements, excuse me. That's a, that's a big difference to say COVID postponements instead of COVID cancellations. Let me look what we have coming up here. I told you what's coming up in a couple weeks. Let's see what's going on. Tomorrow, or tomorrow and into this week, once my internet decides to load the schedule. Either way, it's going to be another eventful week, I think. Next games coming up are on Saturday. Loyola and Evansville, Drake and Valparaiso, Missouri State at Illinois State, Southern Illinois at Bradley, Indiana State at Northern Iowa. Those are your series coming up next weekend. And then we'll have some midweek games coming up as well. I'll be live here, I think, on Monday. 
recapping everything, and I promise I will actually be live here on Monday when there's midweek games. Last time I forgot I got caught up in some stuff and just got sidetracked. But next Monday I will do a special Valley Live, probably mid-afternoon at some point. I'll throw it out on Twitter and see what happens. But that'll be coming up next week. Another good slate of games, I think. That's going to be uh, the Drake Valpo game is going to be one to watch. Southern Illinois Bradley should be a good series, too. Same with Indiana State, Northern Iowa. We'll see if the Sycamores can keep rolling. Connor won't know which event to put on his main screen. I know a lot of people who'd be in the same boat, no doubt. All right, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you again for dealing with my technical difficulties here. I promise I will learn how to use this software for next time, and it'll run a lot smoother going forward. So thanks again, everybody. Have a great night. Uh, also, just shameless plug, self-promotion here. I got a new episode of my Bulls podcast dropping on Wednesday, Believe in Bulls. Feel free to check that out anywhere you get your podcasts. Also, I'll be live on WLUW at Loyola Chicago on Sunday at 11, talking Valley Hoops, Super Bowl, etc. And back here next week on my Twitter for another edition of Valley Live, probably in the afternoon. So I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you again. Feel free to check this out on the podcast. Feel free to watch the archive of the Periscope. And I will see you back here next week. Have a great week, everybody.